0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. We are going to dive right in to today's topic, and it's all about how to heal your metabolism. I know there are a lot of us, myself included, that feel like we just naturally have a slower metabolism than most people, or maybe we don't, but we just would love it to be faster, or we feel like we've done our fair share of metabolic damage with all of our yo-yo dieting. I know I fall into that camp too. Or maybe you're getting older, and you've noticed that it's harder to either maintain your weight or see results from your fat loss efforts as you get older. The great news is, we can heal our metabolisms. We've just been going about it the wrong way. We can heal our metabolisms with our food and lifestyle choices, and we're gonna go into how we can do that on today's episode. We're gonna talk about what it means to heal your metabolism, how to increase your metabolism, improve your metabolic efficiency, what kinds of things you can begin to incorporate or stop doing to ensure that you see improvements. Now, unfortunately, most people come at this from the perspective of, oh, well, if I want to increase my metabolism, then I'll just exercise more. No. No, that's like thinking you can make a car with a busted engine go faster if you just slam on the accelerator harder. No, you have to fix the busted engine, fix it. Same thing with your metabolism. Don't stress it more intensely by exercising more and adding more stress and pressure into an already damaged system. Fix it, heal it. And I wanna start by establishing what your metabolism actually is. We tend to have this general idea like, yeah, I kinda know what a metabolism is, like it's how we burn calories, but it's really much more than that. And we have to understand what it is so that we can accurately identify opportunities to help optimize it, to heal it, or meet whatever needs our body has to support our metabolic efficiency. So if we wanna get all textbook, right, and then I'll break it down and keep it very real and practical, your metabolism is a series of chemical processes that occur to maintain life. Kind of a wah, wah, little boring, right? Chemical processes required for life, blah, blah, blah. Well, part of that is breaking things down for energy, And the other part of it is using energy to build things, to create things. So, breaking down things for energy, like food, or building things up from energy, like Muscle. So when we talk about the health or the strength of our metabolism, we're looking at how efficiently our body can break things down for energy, right? Break things down to produce energy to fuel the body like food, but also like body fat. How efficiently can your body burn fat to provide fuel for your body? That is part of your metabolism but the other part of it is how efficiently the body can build new cells, build muscle tissue, repair itself. The second question we need to address is why does your metabolism need healing to begin with? Well, biggest part of this is that the health of your body, the strength of your metabolism is a direct reflection of what you put into it, okay? And most of us have eaten too much junk, too many processed foods, too much sugar, too many chemicals, too many toxins, and that junk is not just about your body weight. Typically, when we evaluate food choices, we're thinking, is this good for my weight or not so good for my weight? But it is so much more than that. When we put these processed foods that are nutritionally pretty much vacant, when we put these toxins, the sugars, into our system... What we eat is the tools we give our body to build and repair itself. What we eat is what drives our metabolism. So the quality of what we put in determines how efficiently our metabolism functions. What you put in is not just about your weight. It literally is the tools you give your body. It's the difference between like... A carpenter who has high quality, legitimate tools versus a carpenter who is just using whatever like sticks and twigs it can find to jack things up or to use as a hammer, right? Random scraps to jerry-rig and use as if they were tools. That's really the difference between giving our body high quality uh, fuel, food, and giving our body low quality fuel or food, right? Are you giving your body quality tools? Or are you giving your body low-quality tools, garbage, asking it to just make it work with whatever you give it or really prioritizing giving it the nutrients that it needs? So the number one reason that we have we have some explaining to do, we have some some damage to repair, is because we haven't prioritized taking care of our metabolisms to begin with. Most of us haven't, that's okay, there's still a lot we can do. This might be about the quality of your food choices over time, it might be about yo-yo dieting and the damage that that has done to your metabolism. It might be about physical stress from injury or emotional and mental stress from just living life, or illness, it might just be simply aging, Maybe you're the gold star in the classroom and you just want to be proactive. You've taken excellent care of yourself and you want to make sure to stay moving along a healthy track, right? Your metabolism works in a lot of different ways, right? It's it's breaking things down to provide energy or using energy to build things up. And there are lots of different metabolic processes, so there are different things we can do to improve each one of them. And if you'll bear with me for just a second so we can geek out, because you know I live for that. Don't worry, I'll keep it very real. Think for just one second about what happens when you breathe. You inhale oxygen, right? And then your body uses that oxygen, delivers it throughout the body wherever it needs to go. And then you exhale and release carbon dioxide, which you have to release, otherwise it can become toxic. Well, you do a very similar thing on the cellular level, just like breathing in for fuel and then exhaling to eliminate toxins. This is called, at the cellular level, the something similar that happens is called cellular respiration. And it's the process where your cells take the fuel that's been delivered to them, and they break it apart to create ATP, which is the energy currency of the body. It's the energy form that your your cells use, and then after that... Your cells release toxins or waste. And if any part of that process doesn't happen efficiently, you have an impaired or an inefficient metabolism. And that can mean a lot of different things. It could mean that you have low energy. It could mean that you don't detoxify efficiently. You don't clear toxins from your body efficiently. It could mean that you get sick, that you have a compromised immune system, or that you struggle to burn fat or that you have nutrient deficiencies leading to other health problems, or all of the above and then some. So we really want this cellular respiration process to happen efficiently, and there's a lot that we can do to ensure that it does. We want to make sure to do our part and give our cells what they need and stop giving them what they don't need, right? The healthier this cellular respiration process is, the healthier we are. The healthier our metabolism, the greater our ability to detox. And then, and then, and then it really builds. This is like the, the backbone of our health. Want to know one thing? Two things, really. Well, no, one thing. One thing that impairs cellular respiration the most, that hurts our processes of cellular respiration, that really slows this down and breaks up the efficiency of the cellular respiration process more than most other things dieting. And when I talk about dieting, I'm talking about two primary components, okay? Doing one of them is bad. Doing both is worse. And many of us either have done or are currently doing both. And when I say that they're bad, I mean, they're bad for this process of cellular respiration. So they're bad for our energy. They're bad for our ability to to detoxify. They're bad for our metabolisms, for our fat burning potential. So the two parts of dieting that are dangerous, that impair these cellular processes that really are our metabolism, they define what metabolism is, eating foods that are devoid of nutrients because they are low-calorie. So when you do things like have rice cakes because they're low calorie, or sugar-free jello, fat-free whatever, the egg whites without the egg yolks, when we choose these lesser nutrient foods because we want to cut calories... We are cutting nutrients, and then we're just giving empty calories to the body, which means we are not giving our cells the raw materials they need, the quality tools they require for optimal cellular respiration, and therefore metabolism, energy, fat burning. So that's bad for you. That's bad for your goals. It's bad for your energy. It's bad for your fat loss. And that is one of many reasons we feel so crappy when we crash diet. Now, the second part of dieting that is really not good for these cellular respiration processes is dramatic calorie cutting. And often these two go hand in hand, right? We eat these nutrient-void foods so that we eat fewer calories, right? Many people think that the way to lose weight is just to eat less, and the less the better. But then your body doesn't have enough fuel, and the fuel it does get goes to things that are non-negotiable, like keeping your heart beating and your lungs pumping oxygen to your brain. Everything else gets shortchanged, including your ability to burn fat, of course. So first and foremost, stop doing those things. Stop eating those calorie blank foods just because they are low calorie and stop dramatically restricting your calorie intake. I want you to eat real quality foods and minimize those processed foods, those nutrient-poor foods. Now let's talk about some specific modifications we can make to help heal our metabolisms because this is totally possible, totally possible. Number one, focus on reducing or stop eating altogether crop oils, crop oils. What are crop oils? Things like corn oil, canola oil, safflower oil. Um, A lot of people will cook with those, but also they are primary ingredients in processed foods, in crackers, in chips, in baked goods. So you really want to avoid these crop oils, the corn oils, canola oils, safflower oils, and instead use things like Coconut oil, grass-fed butter, or ghee cut out the processed foods. And the reason for this is that these crop oils are not stable fats. They oxidize easily, which means they get damaged easily. And here's the problem with consuming these unstable fats like crop oils that easily become damaged. They are incorporated into our cells. They become part of our cells. So now, unstable fats incorporated into cells equals unstable cells that do not properly function, which means cellular respiration is impaired. When we consume fats that are stable, those stable fats are incorporated into our cells and therefore... Our cells are more stable and function more optimally, and that is supportive of these cellular respiration processes that are in fact what make up our metabolism. Okay? When we consume these corn oils, safflower, etc., they inhibit cellular respiration. And on top of that, on top of that, they impair your thyroid function because they compete with the same receptor molecules that your thyroid hormones need. So when we consume these crop oils, they are taking up the space that your thyroid hormones need. So your thyroid hormones are floating around and they don't have the binding ability that they need in order to work. So not only do you have decreased cellular function when you consume these crop oils, either using them in cooking or ingredients or consuming them via processed foods. But on top of that, we have decreased our thyroid function because these crop oils are competitive with our thyroid hormones. Double whammy, no bueno, ditch the crop oils and focus on A, decreasing the processed foods the things that come in a box or a bag or a can or whatever else and choose stable fats like coconut oil, grass-fed butter, ghee, full-fat dairy, grass-fed meats, things like that. Ready for the next one? I love this one, and I'm so excited for people to do more of it, and that is lift weights. We've talked about it on the podcast before about specifically, we talked about how important it is for improving your insulin responsiveness, which is absolutely critical for fat loss, but it's also critical for cellular health and therefore metabolism, energy, fat burning, right? So now, when you lift weights, you're tackling fat burning from multiple angles. Your muscle tissue, right? If you have more muscle tissue, that muscle tissue is more metabolically active, so your body uses up more energy during the day. That's great. Plus, muscle improves our ability to metabolize sugar by increasing the number of glucose transporters that we have and relative to what we're talking about here with with, uh, healing your metabolism, lifting weights improves your mitochondrial function. And on top of that, it can increase your total number of mitochondria. And this is important because your mitochondria, if you remember from seventh grade science class, these are the energy factories within the cell that help our metabolism be efficient. The next thing you wanna do in this quest to heal your metabolism is consume fewer toxins. Consume fewer toxins. And there are a bazillion ways you can do this. And it's important to remember that you don't need to do all of them. One that you're not doing now is better than none. So do what you can when you can and don't worry about doing everything. Just do what you can when you can. When we consume toxins, either in food, in water, whatever way, by things we put on our skin, these toxins get stored in our cells and inhibit the function of our cells. Our our cells don't function properly when they're loaded with toxins. And when we consume toxins, well, they are incorporated into the fabric of our being. So not only is this bad news for health, it's bad news for metabolism because we're giving our body junk tools and it cannot be efficient. So, some different ways that you can think about limiting your toxic exposure, consuming fewer toxins, is by getting a water filter. I've done a whole episode on water quality and water filtration and why this is important. I will link to that episode as well as my personal favorite water filter in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. Another way to consume fewer toxins is to eat organic when you can. And I've done an episode about this, when it matters, what foods don't matter as much, and what you can do to improve your choices if you can't afford organic or you can't find organic where you live. There are lots of options. I've covered that in a separate episode, which I will link to over on the show notes for this episode at primalpotential.com. Another way to limit your toxic exposure, don't eat or drink out of plastic containers. The plastics contain toxins and they leach into the beverage or the food that you are consuming, especially if you heat the plastic. So don't eat or drink out of plastic. If you do, definitely do not heat your beverage or your food in said plastic container. Uh, get rid of your Teflon pans. I did an episode all about obesogens or chemicals that predispose you to obesity. And these are very, very common in nonstick coatings. Nonstick coatings are found in lots and lots of things, but one of the most common is Teflon pans. And the extra dangerous thing about Teflon pans is that the the obesogens in the Teflon, they're not bound to the material. And so when it's heated, they immediately transfer to the food. And I've done, like I said, an episode on obesogens. I will link to it in the show notes for this episode as well. That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, Another way to reduce your toxic exposure to help heal your metabolism, and I already talked about this one, is stop eating processed foods. Not only is it about Uh, the the low quality fats in there that compete with your thyroid hormones uh, and also can be incorporated in an unstable fashion into your cells, but they're also full of toxins and artificial ingredients like flavors and additives and preservatives, which are toxic to your body. Be really mindful of what you put on your skin and consider moving towards skincare products that don't have toxins, parabens, whatever other chemicals that many have. Dial back on your artificial sweeteners. I've done an episode on artificial sweeteners before, and I have a whole segment on artificial sweeteners in my Carbohydrate Strategies for Fat Loss e-course, and I will link to both of those in the show notes. Another way that you can help heal your metabolism, and this is so freaking Crucial, and everybody overlooks this one and says, yeah, whatever, it doesn't really matter. It really, really does matter in a major, major, major way. Prioritize sleep and stress management. Your body heals and repairs and detoxes largely while you are asleep. So you impair your cellular function, therefore your fat-burning potential, therefore your detox ability. If you are not well-rested or you are overstressed or, worst case, in most of our condition, both overstressed and underslept, sleep more, breathe more deeply, make time for meditation, have more sex, get more massages, do whatever you can do, practice gratitude to chill the heck out and get more rest simplify your schedule, dial back your obligations. It is incredibly important. That one, sleep and stress management, seriously, could be numbers one, two, three, and four, because it is that important for your metabolism. It really is. We just operate underslept and overstressed as if it's just the normal and we're going to get a prize for being the busiest, craziest person on the planet. No, you're not. You're sending yourself to an early grave. It is very, very important. Make the necessary adjustments in your schedule, in your kid's schedule to prioritize sleep and stress management. I promise you, there is a huge correlation between your fat burning ability and how well rested you are, and how well you manage your stress. I know this from personal experience. I know this from the science. I know this from experience with my clients. Please do not overlook this one. So there are so many options, so many places you can start to work on healing your metabolism. You do not have to do them all. You can start by dialing back on the processed foods. You can start by swapping out the canola oil under your cabinet for coconut oil right? You can eat less sugar. You can get a water filter. There are so many options. You can just go to bed earlier, turn off the dang TV, cut the cable, stop stressing out over stuff that has nothing to do with you. So many options and all of these will help you to heal your metabolism. Just start somewhere. Lift some weights, eat organic, start somewhere. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. I had for breakfast with my cold brew coffee that I will also link to because I've been getting a lot of questions about that. I had bacon and eggs with um, sauteed garlic and onions. I live alone, so nobody is complaining that I'm having garlic and onions for breakfast. You know what I mean? Um, Lunch. I made, and I've mentioned this before, fed and fit. Cookbook, blogger, everything healthy recipes-ish, uh, came out with a recipe for a mock potato salad that instead of potatoes uses cauliflower. So I made that and had that with, uh, put some hard boiled eggs in it, had that for lunch. And then dinner was sizzlefish salmon. Sizzlefish is a company out of North Carolina. They do wild caught seafood. Really good. Send it to your house frozen. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Long show notes episode today. Um, So I had some salmon from Sizzlefish and a big salad with tomato and avocado and used some avocado oil as the dressing. And then um, I'm loving these little garlic chips. It's like shaved garlic that's crispy that I got at some random store someplace. um, And I have that on top of my salad. So good. Lots of garlic today. And I'm not complaining and nobody else is here to complain about it either. All right. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will chat with you guys soon. See you soon for another episode. Have a great day and stay in touch. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend, or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall.